listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9am. And today we have David Maxwell joining us with his series, Amazing Love. Welcome, David. How are you going, Jason? Good I'm, to be here again. Yeah, good. Good to have you. And uh, you're up in Launceston today? Yes, I am. It's a bit cool up here today. Yeah, it's been starting to get cooler down here. It's uh, definitely heading towards winter. Now, uh, for our listeners who perhaps are listening to your program for the first time this week, uh, those who have joined us from the rest of Australia, last week we were broadcasting just to Tasmania, um, you probably don't know David Maxwell, or you may know him if uh, if you've been in the Victoria area, because he was there previously, but... Um, just uh, tell us something a little bit about you, David, before we uh, talk about a few other things. Just a little bit about you so that our listeners can get to know you. No worries, Jason. As I mentioned last week, I spent a number of years in the Air Force and that reinforced my love of aircraft. I've always had a love of aircraft. Um, by the time I finished in the Air Force, I could I could identify the sounds even of some of the aircraft. So I liked uh, something like the PC-9, which is a turboprop trainer. It does sound a little bit like a radio-controlled plane, but I can identify that sound when I hear it and I look out for that aircraft. There's also the Iroquois. Iroquois was the helicopter that you would see if you were watching Vietnam movies, the single-bladed helicopter, single-engined helicopter. I can pick that one when uh, when it's flying. I can also pick the sound of a Chinook, which is a big uh, twin-rotted uh, helicopter, because I worked on them a lot. And I have a number of uh, plastic models that I make, so I really I really enjoy aircraft to that degree. The funny thing is, though, Jason, I can identify by sight and by sound some of those military aircraft, but I struggle to identify the civilian aircraft, so... Yeah, I guess that's because I spent so long in the Air Force. That's right. It's a, it's a byproduct of being around all of those aircraft for so long, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's right. Now, um, you uh, did a program last week, and we'll come back to that in a moment, but for those who didn't catch that, you are able to catch that on the Faith FM website. If you go to faithfm.com.au, you can look at our back episodes, our past episodes. Uh, you just go to the website and look for Tassie Encounters, and you can see all of our past episodes there. You can also download the Faith FM Australia app onto your phone, and you can find the episodes there. You can also use the app to listen live. Uh, it's uh, it's a great tool if you are in an area where the uh, FM radio reception is not good or it changes frequency often. Then um, you know if you're travelling, then the Faith FM app is a great way to listen. Now, there's some other features in there as well. You can share programs with your friends and things like that. So we do encourage you to have a, a look at the Faith FM app if you've got a phone or a tablet. Um, and yeah, it's a fantastic way to listen to our programs. Now, David, uh, before we get into our content, um, there's just something we want to share with our listeners, particularly those around the Launceston and uh, north area of the state. Um, Tell us about this Livemore project that's going to be running up there soon. Yes, the Livemore project is a a program that's run by Dr Darren Morton, and it's it's a really great program if you want to give your health and your happiness a boost. It, it brings together scientifically 
proven strategies from neuroscience, uh, physiology, physiology and lifestyle medicine and it, and it does it in a really fun and uh, interactive way and we're going to run that program up here on the 31st of May, Monday the 31st of May at 7pm at the Talbot Road Activity Centre at 127 Talbot Road. Awesome. Now, if you want to get more information about that, you can text our show number. Now, we have a number just for our Tassie Encounters show. That number is 0488 So we do encourage you to text in, and the word to text to get the information is live more. One word, live more. If you text us, you'll get an automatic message back to give you the link, the website address, where you can go and find out more about the Live More Project. Now, if you're not listening from Launceston area, you might be listening elsewhere in Tasmania, you might even be on the mainland, that same link actually does give you the list of all of the Live More projects uh, operating around Australia. You might find one close to you if you are actually interested in attending one of those events. Now, David, last week, would you like to just give us a brief overview of uh, what people might have missed last week, and then if they if they're keen, they can go back and listen to it on the website. Yeah, no worries, Jason. Thanks for that. So, yeah, in my time slot each week, we're looking at God's amazing love as described in Psalm 23. And in my talk last week, I spoke about Psalms 23 verse 1, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as we discovered deeper into those words, we found that it meant that the Lord is my shepherd, I will not lack any good thing. Not, not I won't lack my wants, uh, although sometimes God gives us what we want. But it, it was talking about him not... Um, making us be deprived of anything that we really need, the good things that we need. That's what we looked at. Yeah, awesome. And so uh, where are you taking the study today? So in verse 2 this week, we're going to dig, we're not going to do the whole verse. There's just too much in that whole verse. We're going to look uh, at the beginning of verse 2, and we're going to dig a little bit deeper as we expand on this theme of uh, the King David sharing in, in the depths of God's care for us uh, in speaking about rest. Uh, but maybe I'll have a prayer first before we start. Okay, let's do that. Lord, I want to thank you that we are able to open your word today. And as we open your word, Lord, speak to us individually that we might hear your word and what you're saying to us from what we read and what we talk about. We ask in your name. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to start with sharing a, a story with you this morning. Alan Howard, um, on the, the 2nd of February 1975, uh, a very significant thing happened to Alan he was a fit, active 32-year-old, and he had his whole life ahead of him, but little time for God. He was a third Dan Judo black belt, so he was quite up there, and he was about to represent Australia in the World Judo titles that were going to be held in uh, Brazil later in that year. However, he'd had a significant event that happened just a month before. In January 1975, he'd gone to a camp, a youth camp, and he decided to make a change in his life. He made a promise to God, and he says uh, he was a Baptist, his father was a Baptist minister, and he, he promised God, he committed his life to God, and he promised that he wouldn't do sports anymore on a Sunday, um, on a Sunday at all. Now, that was a big thing for him because he was also a barefoot water ski champion and he was uh, also the, the, the champion of, of Queensland, barefoot water ski champion. 
as he, uh, he his his father was having his retirement dinner, and as he had this dinner, they were waiting for him to turn up. He didn't turn up, and when they found out what had happened, he had uh, he had gone out just to watch. He said he just went out to watch the skiing that afternoon, and as they were out there, they were doing a trial, so they were doing a competition, and. One of his friends uh, looked at Alan and said, Alan, look, I've seen you do better than that in practice. Why don't you put a late entry in and, uh, and, and you, you know, you won't, have to com- you won't have to worry about your, um, your trophy being taken away. And he said, it was like someone said to him just this once, Alan, just this once. Mm-hmm. He put in a late entry and he went out and skied. As he was coming up to the barefoot water ski jump, he lost his balance and he fell and he broke his neck. His, his head hit the, uh, the ski ramp. Fortunately, there were people around who saw it happen and there was, as, as, as it happens, there was a door, uh, like a house door, on the side of the, the lake and they picked it up and they took it out in a boat, put it underneath him and lifted him up and the doctors said that that act saved his life. He spent the next 15 years as a quadriplegic. Mm. And my mother, um, which was his, uh, obviously his uh, brother, uh, his sister, wrote a book about his life and about my, my grandmother's life. And at the back of the book, he makes this comment. He said, I've never been regretful of having broken my neck. God did, did me a favor by allowing this. He didn't say God did it. God allowed it to happen. If it had not happened, I would have been too busy with sport, pleasure and business to think about God. Mm. I would rather be how I am today with Christ than how I was before without him. And, I, you know, Alan touched more people in his life during his recovery as a quadriplegic than he ever would have done had he been well. Mm. That's amazing, isn't it, how, uh, you know, we we have difficult circumstances in our life, you know, often. And uh, but sometimes when we look back, we actually realise that they've been a positive um, thing in our lives. And yeah. there are things I could share, but I won't today. But uh, yeah, there are many things I could share of, the, of a similar sort of nature where God does do things that in unexpected ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So, David, I think it's uh, time for a break. So perhaps we'll do that, and um, we'll come back after the break, and we'll keep going with our study. Our first song this morning is titled Psalm 23. Considering that's what we're studying, I think that's quite appropriate. Let's listen to it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still
That was Holly Starr off her album The Tapestry or Tapestry, Psalm 23. Now, David, um, we just heard your story of your uncle who became a quadriplegic, um, very unexpected, and ultimately he was forced to uh, have a different life, a very different life for um, at least 15 years, you were were saying. Mm. So um, verse 2 of Psalm 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And I think that's the, the part that you're going to be looking at this morning. Yeah, that's right, Jason. As we saw last week, uh, we saw that the Bible gives us a picture of, of Jesus being our good shepherd, leading our leading his people, providing for their needs, not just their wants. And so today, today we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how he does this. Maybe if you could quickly read Psalms 23 again, it might just refresh a memory of those who might not have uh, been on last week. Sure. Uh, Psalm 23, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks, Jason. That's really good. Look, when I I used an illustration last week talking about visiting a a farm in Western Australia with some friends who had some sheep, and one of the things I noticed that was interesting about the sheep is that I, I either saw them standing up and eating or lying down and resting. I never saw them lying down and eating. Although I'm told they do, but uh, it's not something I witnessed. Uh, people sleepwalk sometimes, but I haven't heard of people sleep eating. Lying down's usually <laughs> for sleeping, recovery, and rest. And I, I, int- I used to have a, a, a son who, uh, when he was very young, <laughs> you know, sitting up in his high chair, going off to sleep, putting that bit of toast or whatever it was in his mouth. I, I've still got the very clear picture of him sitting in the high chair, Sleeping mostly asleep, trying to eat. So, yeah, that's, yes, one, that's one instance that I have seen that. <laughs> it's not normal, though, is it? No, no, it's not normal. But for kids, yeah, sometimes it can be. There's some statistics about sleep I wanted to quickly share. And uh, I read in a, a book that it said, sleep makes you feel better. This is a quote I'm reading for you. Uh, but its importance goes way beyond just boosting your mood or banishing under-eye circles. Adequate sleep is a key part of a healthy lifestyle and can benefit your heart, weight, mind and more. Have you ever noticed that when you're tired, you have trouble remembering things? Absolutely, and you, your mind gets all mixed up and confused and your speech, I, I know for me, my speech starts to go and I start to say silly things. That's right. It, it's because sleep improves your memory. Mm. It's also been discovered that people who get s- sufficient sleep tend to live longer. Uh, so sleep even lengthens your like life. Getting sufficient sleep also curbs in, uh, inflammation in your body and lowers the risk of many serious heart diseases or uh, serious health issues like heart disease, stroke, diabetes, arthritis and other inflammatory, inflammatory diseases uh, as well as premature ageing. So being well rested actually spurs 
creativity and improves your physical and mental performance, mm. sharpening your attention. So I hope you got enough sleep last night, uh, I, Jason. I got a pretty good sleep last today. night. The night before, different story, but last night I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So if you want to be your most productive, make sure you get sufficient sleep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it helps to balance your eating habits. If you're having trouble with cravings and inconsistent eating, insufficient sleep may be the issue uh, that that's uh, that's causing some yeah, of those things I, I find that very much myself because when i'm tired i then try to eat to get energy and, and then i end up eating too much yes mm. yes so you know uh, getting the right amount of sleep for your body and each person is slightly different so I'm, I'm not talking everyone has to get nine hours some can get by with six and you know what the right amount of sleep is uh, those sorts of uh, uh, sleeping habits actually help to lower your stress improve alertness uh, they're the big ones and and also prevent depression you know people who don't sleep well often fall into depre- depression yeah now some of this stuff sounds a bit like what uh, that live more project's about absolutely yeah there's some really good hints and and practical things that they try throughout that program that helps to do that mm. one, okay. one of the examples for me jason um I, I benefited from it very specifically and i'll quickly share it was uh, in 2018 our church had a, a, a statewide camp and it was a very very dry year in victoria that year and it was absolutely exhausting for the pastors putting up tents uh, i almost collapsed with the effort that was involved the ground was so hard that rather than banging the tent pegs in the big family tents we put up we had to drill holes in the ground it was so hard and then bang the the pegs in by the end of the day i was so absolutely exhausted i didn't know how i was going to get by through the next day so i i I actually found that when I slept that night, I woke up so refreshed the next day, mm. I could do it all again. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, uh, I've got a, an, a similar sort of experience, I guess, here that um, it's probably worth sharing. It wasn't actually me personally. It was actually mm. uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, this is Dr. Hamley Perry. If you're listening from Tasmania, you mm. may know him. And uh, he's he's shared a number of times this story where life was just getting too much. You know, there was just so many things on. Uh, he's a GP and um, life was frantically busy with that and uh, work piling up with report writing, uh, particularly for insurance claims and things like that. Um, and, and day after day, he was finding himself just asking, where am I going to find the time to get all this work done? And, uh, you know, then other church commitments and um, family commitments and other things. Mm-hmm. At uh, some point, you know, the story sort of changed or his message to God was, uh, God, um, please find me the time rather than where am I going to find this time? But God, please find me the time. And uh, he says that within days after um, going away for a weekend with family despite having many things to do um, he uh, was playing some sport and ruptured his Achilles tendon and Mm -hmm. uh, by doctor's orders was forced to actually take three weeks entirely off from work uh, Mm. leg up uh, elevated and uh, to assist with the healing and so he had no option but to rest for three mm. weeks. Now, of course, during that time, he was able to actually do all his report writing that had been stacking up. And uh, it's amazing how 
such an event, which even though it's not a great thing to happen, like your uncle, not a great thing to happen to become a quadriplegic, but uh, God still uses those events to our own benefit and uh, also to our relationship with him. But anyway, yeah, during that, th- that few weeks, true. he managed to completely cover um, all the work that uh, he had piled up and he got through those reports. And yeah, just amazing how God works in unexpected ways sometimes. Yeah, that's right, Jason. And, and and this is part of God's amazing love. You know, it can be seen in how he's even created our bodies to self-repair yeah. through through rest. Through rest and it, yeah. It's like a circuit breaker, if you like, this yeah. time out um, that we really need physically and also mentally, spiritually, all of that yeah. to refresh. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go to another music break. Um, I love this song. It's a bit different. Um, The Idea of North, they're a fantastic group that uh, I've listened to uh, live. They tour around an Australian group. I think they came from uh, the ACT originally. But um, they do uh, some gospel songs, and this one is called My Soul Finds Rest, and it's got a really good uh, feel for it. So feel to it. So hopefully um, you enjoy this song, My Soul Finds Rest by The Idea of North. My soul finds rest in God alone He is my salvation My soul finds rest in God alone He is my rock salvation He's my fortress I will not be shaken I got a rock I can lean on and it will stay
The idea of north with my soul finds rest. Now, welcome back, David, and welcome back, listeners. Uh, we've been talking about God's amazing love and how we've been created by God for uh, with a, a built-in need of rest and recovery. And um, we're going to be delving into that a little bit more. But before we do, we've got a an offer coming up, and I just wanted to talk to you about that ahead of time so you can get ready to text us in. The offer is a little book called Creation and Evolution, and it's really, uh, you know, going through those, uh, that, that little book talks about how God has actually created us, and I guess it, it talks about some of the arguments uh, between creation and evolution, um, but uh, we believe that God created us, and uh, yeah, hopefully you can... Um, connect with that uh, topic and if you're interested in this this book you can text us in a bit later we'll give you the code now the the number if you haven't got it written down is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one I'll just give you that again it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and we'll give you the code a little bit later so David, we're talking about rest and recovery and we've had a couple of stories there that uh, are powerful testimonies of how God has uh, worked in people's lives to to give them rest in very unexpected ways. Yes, that's right Jason and even even myself as a as a pastor working really really hard sometimes early in the morning to late at night there's there's been occasions when I've been so drained that I've just felt the need to, to stop and have a 20-minute break and just that closing your eyes for that 20 minutes gave me enough energy to go on for the rest of the day. So, you know, that you know God knows that we need rest. And a verse I wanted to share with you was that, that sort of backs up what you just said about creation is in Genesis 2 and verse 7, and it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. In this verse, we see the essence of a God who is close to us. I mean, you can't breathe into someone's nostrils unless you're right there. And and, and this idea of creation, that that God was involved. I mean, you, you imagine God creating mankind like that. As it says, he formed him. It's more than just speaking and he exists. He has this intimate part where he's, where he's shaping every part of our body, our sinews, muscles, nerves, bones, skins. He's putting it all together to work as it's supposed to just so that as soon as he breathes into that, 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 that body, the breath of life, it's that spark that, that makes us come to life. He, he makes us perfectly. And he makes sure that every part of our body works correctly. You know, it's in rhythm, it's in time. And, and science has actually um, discovered that, the, you know, the body has this rhythm. And you've heard it, obviously, before, or many of you probably heard it before. It's called the circadian rhythm. Mm. And it's what makes us feel tired each day where people who do night duty and they, their bodies get out of sync, this rhythm, they're out of rhythm, if you like. Mm. Uh, if you break the, psych, the cycle of this circadian rhythm, then you, your physicality is affected, and, and severely so if you do it for long periods of times, and, uh, too, as we've mentioned. And all of that's uh, all connected with the actual daily cycle of the sun and the, the dark and the light and... That uh, changes the way our body processes and the melatonin and all that yep. sort of stuff that gets created. It, it's amazing, isn't it, that how our bodies are so much in sync with what our environment actually provides us. 
Yeah, absolutely, Jason. You know, I was reading a, a scientific article some time ago, and it went further than that, and it discovered that our bodies, um, um, biological um, uh, beings, uh, uh, creatures, creation, um, have this they have the circadian rhythm that 24-hour cycle but they also have a weekly or seven-day cycle which is called the circuseptum rhythm so it sounds very similar and, and it's a biological requirement for rest and repair a special rest and repair every seven days mm. so just as the circadian uh, time structure is represented at 24 hours the the circuseptum rhythm is the seven week or seven day cycle uh, that that biological requirement for our for our bodies and it's uh, represented in a number of species, algae, plants, various animals, mammals, and humans. So that, I found that really really fascinating. Mm. And the Bible even speaks of the the physical rest that we need. You know, in Matthew. Uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus even recognizes that people need rest. And here in verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. That's, that's the hard work that we do. Mm. And I will give you rest. And, and this clearly speaks about the physical rest that we need. But the next verse goes on and it speaks about the mental rest that we need. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So here Jesus goes further than just the physical rest. He knows that we need spiritual and mental rest as well. That uh, very well connects with that song that my soul finds rest and in God alone, I think was some of the exactly. words that uh, was, was said in there. Exactly, exactly. I, I found this on a really practical level. I grew up as a Baptist and we would go to church on Sunday and I found that the way we kept Sunday, the, the day uh, that, that, that we called the day of rest at the time, was it was more of a, a five hours, you know, it was only a few hours where we would have this special time with God. We would get all brill creamed up. You remember, some of you remember what brill cream was, and mm. we'd all line up, the six of us, and Dad would, or Mum would brill cream our hair and get us ready for Sunday school, and we'd traipse off in the car to Sunday school. We'd have church. We'd come home. We'd have to learn a chapter of the Bible. Try doing that today. Um, it's it's tough reading a whole chapter of the Bible, and when we recited it back to our father well enough, we could go out and play. Our holy day, if you like, was was over. But when I discovered this, that the Bible talked about a, a day called the Sabbath. When I discovered this day, it was a a twenty four hour period that started Friday night sunset, went till Saturday night sunset, and it was a day that I could have physical and spiritual rest. I found that was something I'd never experienced before in the same way. It was just fascinating. And and even Jesus, you know, when he was tired, he rested. Um, he recognized that his disciples needed rest. And he called them aside in Mark 6 and verse 31. It says, uh, then he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they didn't even have time to eat. It's so important, is it, that sometimes we just need time out. We need time out from that busyness. And obviously yeah. obviously, Jesus needed it, and his disciples needed it as well. 
That's right. That's right. And in our discovery last week, we found that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack any good things. And, and rest is really important part of that, mm. it would seem. Yeah. Um, as we continue just deeper for a, for a minute or so in the, the, the rest of that verse, it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. Uh, it would seem that when Jesus gives us rest, he knows where to take us to actually give us the best rest. David doesn't just say that he he makes me rest, but he emphasizes that it's in lush green pastures, which is what that's talking about. If you remember back to the illustration I made about the sheep, you know, lying down, they weren't lying down to eat, they were lying down to rest. Jesus is finding a comfortable place for us to rest, somewhere where we can actually enjoy resting. And, and perhaps the dryness of country Australia, like maybe outback Australia and Northern Territory or even some places in, uh, in country Victoria are not really green, lush places. But, you know, Jason, I'm getting to see a few green, lush places down here in Tasmania. As we get through winter and then, of course, in summer it all goes brown again. But, yes, in winter it becomes nice and green <laughs> down here. So I'm getting a bit of a picture down here of what that lush green pasture looks like. Yeah. Um, and, and, and given that Jesus provides the best for us in our physical and spiritual rest, it's another fantastic reason that we want to follow the Good Shepherd because he provides in even the very essence of what we need to live. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's so easy to, to overwork, isn't it? It's so easy to yeah. get caught up in, in such busyness. And, and even, you know, even uh, people involved in ministry and, and church work, um, it's almost never-ending, isn't it? There's always something else to do. And so it's so easy to get caught up and, you know, overwork ourselves even in trying to do work for God, if you think about it that way. So... Mm. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I guess we'll we'll talk a bit more about how we can break that cycle. Yeah, you know, that's going, right. Going forward, um, it's. Uh, I think time for a break again, and uh, I'll just remind you of that number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. You can text us in any time. We will be monitoring that number, and uh, if you've got any questions. Uh, or if you're interested in this book, we'll give you the code word or remember that Live More project if you want to get more information about that as well. Um, This next song uh, is actually written by myself and a couple of friends of mine, Lisa Holland and Linda Story, and it's called Holy, Holy Creator of Time. And uh, it really talks about rest in a special way. So I hope um, you can listen to the words of this song and uh, get something from this and... And uh, as we close today's uh, topic, we'll find that um, there's a connection between this song too and, uh, and the study that we're doing today. Treasure a time to renew 
Holy, holy creator of time, we recognize that God has created us and created time. And, you know, because of his amazing love, he's designed us with this need for rest, but also provided uh, rest for us. So we're going to dig a bit more into that now with uh, David Maxwell. So, David... Thanks, Jason. Yeah, look, one of the part, one part of the verse we didn't really look at yet. We sort of skimmed over it, and sometimes when we see some words, it's it's a little difficult. And and the word that we've we've not covered so far is he makes me lie down. We like the idea of God leading us and wanting us to lie down, but making us lie down. That can sometimes be a difficult concept. I want to share an illustration first. There was a friend of mine uh, some time ago. Was uh, He had a business of his own. He worked as an elder in the church, um, in our church at the time, and he was always busy. He was, he was very, very busy, dedicated, diligent man. If he wasn't working at home, he was working at work. If he wasn't working at work, he was working with the church, and he just seemed to be always working. There came a point where... The work load that he was carrying was so hard that he had a he had a mental breakdown or a physical breakdown, and it it he had to sell the business. Uh, he had to take a step back, it seemed, from life, and he had to rest. and It took him months to get back to a point where he could even be effective in church again. And uh, I, I w- it was really hard for me watching him struggle through these these really hard times. The amazing thing for me is that God knows our limits. He knows what's enough and what's too much. Yeah, you know, just a, um, a friend of mine, a, a, an actual pastor down here, said to me, you know, God never asks us to do something that's not good for us. Mm. And uh, and yet sometimes we do that ourselves, don't we? Yeah, we put ourselves in that situation, but you know God sees what's going on, and sometimes He allows yeah. certain events to happen. He doesn't do it, but He allows them to happen. He doesn't prevent them from happening, so that we can come to that place that ultimately is better for us. And but He doesn't ask us to work beyond our no limits, our capability. Yeah, yeah that's right. In uh, Ezekiel of all books, there's uh, there's there's a, a Reflection of Psalms 23, if you like, in verse uh, 11 of chapter 34, it says, For thus says the Lord God, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep. So will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And in verse 14, he says, There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock. I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. It's, it's almost like a reflection of Psalm 23. Mm. And, and I think it's fabulous that God, he, he comforts his people who strayed from him. Uh, you know, we see that parallel between Israel as a people and um, it, and uh, as uh, represented it as sheep and and us as people, you know, God cares for us. Uh, he's our good shepherd. And you know, as we read in in Psalms twenty three two, it says He makes me to lie down. And we think back to our opening example of my uncle. 
he was made to rest. My friend was also made to rest. And I've had times when sickness has made me rest, one just not so long ago. Mm. Uh, Don't misunderstand, though. I'm not saying that God was the one that made my uncle have that terrible accident. You know, it wasn't God that said, just this once, Alan, go back on your word just this once. No, it wasn't God that did that. But it was God that saved his life, that put that, uh, the idea into those people's minds to grab that door and bring it out and put it underneath him. And it saved him. But it gave him the opportunity to rest and find God, get really close to God, draw near to him and build that really fantastic relation to him um, through those troubled times. And you, you imagine, Jason... If you and I, with two legs, able body, walked into a rehabilitation uh, centre for quadriplegics and, and we tried to encourage them and say, you know, life is good, God is good, and then walk out of there, many of them would probably reject what we're saying Absolutely. simply because yeah. they think, well, that's fine for you. You've got two legs, and you, you can walk, you can use your arms. But Alan being in that situation with them He was able to reach out to them, and God used that example to reach so many people and encourage so many people that he couldn't have done any other way. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many stories about that. I'm just thinking back into my younger years where there was, uh, um, I can't even remember the name, but there was a a lady from America who had a diving accident, and the the same thing, she became a... uh, paraplegic or a quadriplegic and mm. but her life was then dedicated to sharing you know god's love and word to other people yeah that's right um there's been some very famous people that have had that happen to them yeah you know it wasn't god that overworked my friend to the point that he had a breakdown and had to rest no he overworked himself but it was god that helped him recover and it was god that helped him have new purpose a new meaning in his life. It wasn't God that made me sick. You know, it was probably a bit of overwork on my part as well. But it was God who allowed me to have that time so that I could refocus on the spiritual things, which are of much greater importance in life anyway. The amazing love of God will sometimes allow things that we initially see as unfair, but as I said before, uh, it might be trying or it might be hard, but, but God knows ultimately what's good for us. And as we persevere through or look back on it, we'll see that God had his reasons. And we can say, like my uncle did, I would rather be how I am today with Christ than how I was before without him. Mm. There's, a, there's a verse that um, Hamley actually shared with me in relation to his story. And I think it's fitting. It says, uh, this is in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. Mm-hmm. And it says, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted uh, eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Sometimes, you mm. know, when we have these unexpected events, you know, and I've, I've faced some of these myself in my life, you can't see at the time that God's actually doing something for you, mm. but later you can often look back and say, wow, you know, and I, I can certainly say, and I, one day I will share my story uh, perhaps on this um, segment somewhere, but uh, I can honestly look back and say, look, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't mm. have it any other way. And yet at the time you'd sort of think, well, you know, I, I don't know why this is happening, you know. Yeah, you're right, Jason, you're right. 
And, and because God knows what's best for me, first he makes sure that the place that I'm going to lie down is well prepared, and then he provides the physical and spiritual rest I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack any good thing. He makes me lie down in green pastures or lush pastures. And you know, Jason, it's my prayer for each person listening today that they'll put their li- the lives fully in the hands of the good shepherd and let him give them rest as and where it's needed, both physically and spiritually. Yeah, amen. So we've been promising our listeners a code, and that code is amazing one. Now, the one is just the digit one, the number one, amazing number one. Don't put any spaces in that. But if you text amazing one to 0488880891, we will get this book out to you called Creation and Evolution, amazing one. To zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, uh, David, um, what have you got planned for us for next Friday? Your next program on Amazing Love. What's uh, where are we going? I guess it's going to be the next part of the verse. Yes, we're still looking at verse 2. Is it amazing to you that we can find so much in just a few number of it, verses? It is quite incredible that we can uh, have a discussion so, uh, you know, complex and complete, but uh, about just half a verse. You know, it's amazing how we can do that. That's right. So we're going to look at he leads me and where he leads me. So you might even want to read that yourself beforehand and do a bit of research yourself and see what he, him leading me actually means and what we're, what we're talking about there. If you're around the Scottsdale area tomorrow, we're going to dig into a, um, into this verse a little bit deeper. So if you would like to get a, a jump on the information and you're around Scottsdale, please feel free to drop into the Scottsdale Seventh-day Adventist Church. Awesome. Now, next Monday is our next program. So we have a program every Monday, every weekday. And uh, for those listeners in Tasmania, you can also catch us again at 4.30 p.m. if you want to listen to it live. But remember, you've also got two other ways you can listen, and that's on the Faith FM Australia app. You can listen live or you can listen to our past episodes and also on our website, uh, faithfm.com.au. And uh, remember, if you are listening on the radio, there are three possible frequencies that you can listen on. That's 87.6, 87.8, and 88 on the FM radio dial. Uh, So I think that's about all we've got for today. Um, And I hope you can join us again with David Leo on Monday. And his uh, series is titled Encounters with Jesus. And his program on Monday is Born Again, and we're looking at uh, John chapter 3. So I'm hoping there's some really good stuff in there, and I'm hoping you can join us on Monday. So until then, and David, I hope you have a great weekend uh, traveling up to Scottsdale, I assume, today or tomorrow morning. We'll go up tomorrow morning. I've really appreciated being with you today and enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, awesome. So we hope you can join us again on Monday. Thanks. We'll see you then.